from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. We're very much a pro-chicken finger show. I'm trying to deliver a serious message. Just listen. You're not going to like him when he's angry. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. On a Monday, fired up Monday. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield, Finley Toyota Studios. Ari is here as well. We got a cool giveaway coming up from Porta Subs inside of 15 minutes. So stick around for that. I don't think we have to bribe you to listen to the show today. There's so much going on. Nice weekend for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll get to that. Mike Mayock spoke. A little weird. A little <laughs> weird. And uh, would have been nice if there were some follow up questions, but I guess, uh, you know. People doing these interviews aren't necessarily here for us in the Raiders market. So we'll hear from Mike Mayock a little later on. Uh, Knights did have a good weekend. That was a hell of a comeback. Great call on TV and on the radio side. Was there a hidden gem in that comeback? Yeah, well, there was was a couple. I mean, I I thought despite the fact uh, that they – Gave up four goals and three early on. Um, I think Logan Thompson was once again tremendous. Uh, I think he's been very good for them. Obviously, they've they've relied on him quite a bit. Uh, they've played him pretty much every game recently, and he's delivered. And it hasn't necessarily been the greatest of numbers, but that game got wide open. You know, if you were watching it, and obviously when you're down 3 nothing, you're going to start opening things up and kind of getting into some fast break hockey both ways. And being down 3 nothing. They you know, scored those three quick goals, and then all of a sudden, Chicago got like five chances in a row that were really good. They scored one, but I thought there were some really important saves that made it stay at you know three three and then four three that enabled them to then come back and rally after that. And and um, you know, Pete DeBoer talked about that for the game, and I think it is important to kind of note, you know, because a lot of people you know look at the decisions that this team made in the off season. And Logan Thompson is very rarely mentioned. We talked about him a lot here. Yeah. I will say we pointed out that they must believe in him if they're moving on from Flurry. But nobody ever, like... And, and it right. might have been even before Brassois was signed. It was. But um, but you're right. He hasn't gotten enough attention, and especially in the offseason. That was part of the Flurry decision. Right. It was It was not only you have two you know fairly elite goaltenders, and how do you decide how you keep and who you move on from, and that, that sort of thing. It was... We've got two elite goaltenders and also maybe the best minor league goaltender out there. How do you start to work him in And you, if, if you have two guys that are sharing the duty at the top? And Logan Thompson was absolutely part of them moving on from Flurry. There's no question about it. And if you try to frame it as Leonard or Flurry, you kind of have to point out Logan Thompson as part of the equation as well. And he has delivered lately, and they've needed him. And, you know, Brassois has kind of fallen out of favor in a lot of ways and uh, went through some stuff of his own. So having Thompson here has been you know, a godsend, I think, for them lately. Kept them in the race, and now it looks like Leonard is getting close. Although the, you know, out for the season <laughs> reports still hanging every, out there. Every couple of days, my <laughs> God. Uh, lots of football to get to. Like I said, Mayock spoke. Chandler Jones spoke. We also know uh, what Josh McDaniels thinks of what's going on right now with contract extension talks or chatter with Derek Carr, we got quarterback situations all over the league still unresolved. I mean, there's a clearer picture now, 
in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, but who the hell knows what's going to happen with one Baker Mayfield. Ari sends over this note. This is the Ari sense of humor. This is, I don't know, man. Might deserve a slap. Who's going to slap him? Nobody. Oh, wow. I would think Baker Mayfield. Yeah. They already sent over Stefanski. Hopes Baker will play his role as the side hoe. <laughs> Very nice. And won't disrupt a good situation he has with his main hoe. <laughs> Might get some males mad calling him hoes. You're, you are due for a slap. All right. Well, first off, I DM'd Baker about a year ago to come on the show, and he didn't. So come on, bro. Let's go defend it. That's a little uh, revenge. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's not revenge. I'm saying did now you I'm say, taking hey, the opportunity. Hey, side hoe, will you come on the not. show? Now we don't want you on. How yeah. about I, that? I did not, but maybe this will uh We weren't good enough. Can you DM him right now and say now that you're just a side hoe? <laughs> I'm actually come on, on in Vegas. I'm actually on his side. And then send a picture of Adam Hill. And say, this is yeah. me if you want some. I feel like this is a toxic situation. I know he's not the superior quarterback in this uh, instance, but like, I would just want to get out of there. I would, I would feel like a significant other who's, yes, the side piece. Right. I gotta say it nicely. He does. No one else wants him. That's a shame. <laughs> he's right now, he's stuck. <laughs> the brands are stuck. If we, if we carry this out, if they're like musicians passing groupies around, like he. Like the Browns were like, yeah, we're done with this groupie. We're trying to sh- shell her off. Like anybody else, take her. And all the other musicians, like, no, nah, we're. I we're thought good. he tried, and then they said, no, you can't go anywhere. That wasn't that part. No, of No, they've it tried to trade him, and nobody wants Ooh, his salary. That's rough. Yeah, he's put himself Poor in this guy. position. So Chandler Jones is a, a new Las Vegas Raider. He was on Sirius XM over the weekend, and uh, obviously, well, if you don't know the story, he played with the Patriots and then went to the Cardinals, and he said, uh, you know, part of the decision is that he's comfy with the bosses. Talking with Pat Graham, and I, and I spoke with to Dave Ziggy, and I and I talked to Josh McDaniels, and they've known me since I came into the league. I mean, these guys know me when I was just a puppy, and to have the opportunity to, for things to come around full circle, for me to be on the same team with these guys, gives me a lot of trust, and you know, I, I trust this front office like no other, and like I said, it, it, it gives you that motivation to so, you know, go through a wall for people like that. There you go. Go for a wall for people. And you you hear players talk about trusting a coach in a front office when they first get to an organization. Things generally change in the NFL at some point because then you are not cost efficient. Right. And then the trust isn't there. Well, I'm also, I mean, obviously the trust and the, the familiarity is there. Did he call him Dave Ziggy? He did. He did do Dave Ziggy. Well, clearly, that was not edited. That's very familiar. Yes. Are you going to go with Dave Ziggy next time you see... Ziggler, the GM. I still have a bone to pick with Dave Ziggy. What's the problem? I, you know, is it a Nevada, Nevada thing? No, he hasn't. Uh, I, he's got a protected Twitter account, and I, I followed him, and he hasn't accepted my follow request. Wow, you guys. So Ari comes out of the gates after the weekend. He's not happy with Baker Mayfield, calling him a hoe, and uh, Adam hasn't gone to that length, but he's not happy. Airing grievances with the new GM for the Raiders. Uh, a lot of clarity coming from Josh McDaniels down at the owners' meetings. <laughs> Josh McDaniel says about Derek Carr and an extension. Derek's going to have to make decisions about what's best for him. And we have to try to do what's right for the team. There will be a sweet spot in there, hopefully, for everybody. Okay, now if I read into that, the beginning of it almost sounded like, hey, they're at a point of impasse. Well, Derek's going to have to decide what's right for him. Sure. Now I will point but I out. I don't know that they're at an impasse because this was this. This is kind of the word salad that you have gotten over the years, aside from mumbling and grumbling from the Belichickian tribe. Yeah, we talked. We talked about this like right w- at, at Ziggler's introductory press conference when everybody like came away like, "Wow, this he's 
you know, he's open and he's willing to talk and say all these things. And I said, this is not a criticism. Uh, it, it might sound like I'm not criticizing McDaniels and to a, a lesser degree Ziegler, who's kind of the same. Like they know how to handle a press conference mm-hmm. and they will get up there and you'll ask a question and you will feel like they really engaged with you. Like I've had a couple conversations with them now on, you know, that were recorded and you feel like, man, listen to my question, answered my question. That was great. And then you go back and transcribe it and you're like, nothing. What did he say? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. And and you you picked like one sentence out of like seven sentences in that answer. And I'm not I'm not saying that you like cherry picked. That the whole answer was a lot of nothing. And again, this is not a criticism. This is kind of what your job is. They're handling their job very 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 well. But they they say nothing. That's that's the Patriots. Any name calling? You good? But name? Why would I? Why well, I don't. I don't know. Calling? I just feel like everyone's now going to call each other names, and we're going to have some <laughs> slapping going on. No, that's that's Ari's thing. We're, Ari we're, calls we're promising names. slaps for people outside the studio. We're going to earn some slaps as well. No, and and listen, it's they've been called the Patriots West, and you know we we there's been jokes made about that and and all those things, and it's it's a different way. Like Belichick would just mumble and say nothing. McDaniel's and Ziegler have like perfected that art. Of we're not going to mumble because then you just say we're jerks. We're going to eloquently talk and engage and smile and look at you and just say nothing. <laughs> Go in circles. It's great. Time now for a giveaway. Porta subs tailgate tray, six foot sub all chopped up. Caller seven three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. You can get your own six foot sub from Porta subs. At 20 plus locations around Las Vegas. And don't forget, on Tuesdays, it's uh, buy one, get, uh, get one 50% off. That's on two foot classic subs. You can also earn double points by ordering through the app. Sign up for the app. 364 1100, 364 1100, caller seven. Winner here also qualifies for a chance to win a new Yeti cooler. It's all brought to you by Porta Subs and our friends at Finley Volvo Las Vegas. Do it. Caller 7-364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Stick around. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. What Will Smith did tonight was straight bull****. Props and congratulations to him for winning the Oscar because, damn it, he deserved it. And I love the brother and I'm proud of him, but, boy, was that a shameful act for him to commit tonight. Smack that all on the floor. Smack that till you get sore. Smack that till you get sore. Smack that. That production crew, just funny, 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 funny. Making light of a horrific incident. So much feedback on the Best Smacker Award. Stole that from the New York Post. Yeah, Will Smith going off on Chris Rock. Lot to get to. If you're thinking, wow, we're going to keep doing this. What were you just telling me about one of the startup kind of troublemaking blogs video aggregator on on Twitter actually the, I the mean, John boy weren't they they were in the center of the whole Astros cheating thing right they were they kind of discovered it that was like their launching point and by the right. way troublemaking not not part of it they are the most vanilla oh really oh yeah oh not yeah. humorous I mean the, I'll say this I'm a fan I, I watch a lot of their content right. a lot of it um 
Did it's, they break down the video of this? They did. Um, but they're, yeah, they're very careful about like no offending anybody, all that stuff. They're not troublemaking at all. But the, yeah, they, uh, they have, I think I, last time I checked, it was over 17 million oh my God. over all platforms of their breakdown of the slap. Um, and it was only, I mean, that's you know, 12 hours. I mean, by the end of the day, it could be way higher than that. That it, was Stephen A on the way back. He's pissed. Yeah. He's real, he's real mad. Uh, let's get this out of the way right off the bat. Uh, was that a work? Was that wrestling? No. Ari, work? After careful review, no. Okay. What did you see that convinced you? The look in Will Smith's eyes when he was yelling. I've seen that look before on some people that have. Sure. I'm not making your, light. Your marriage, yeah. I'm not making light of mental mental health issues, but I've seen that look. And not just my marriage. A look of anger or desperation? A little bit of everything. There's just. Look of like embarrassment? The tick almost. No, like as he's screaming, Cape, you're out of my uh, so, your name, out of your mouth. Well, let's be clear. Will Smith was not mad. I knew you were. I, I haven't talked to you about this. I knew where you were going to go with this. Will Smith was not mad. Let him do it. Will Smith thought the joke was funny. I saw that too. Will Smith laughed and laughed a little too hard. And he got the look from his wife and decided he had to do something. Because I've seen people say, and I think this was Ari's point, I'll, I want to make it for him, but I will, that this could have been handled. Hey, wait till after the show is over. Go handle it backstage. That doesn't work. This was not about handling it. He didn't care. This is about saying, all right, okay, wife, I'll do something to stick up for you here. And I'll do it publicly so everybody sees it. So you make a big frown and let all the cameras know you're not on board with this. And then you handle it after. I'm just, I'm just saying. He had already laughed. It was too late. And he was only, he, that was for an audience of one. That entire thing was for an audience of one. I actually understand that point and happy, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. But I just, I'm, and I get it. You know, you don't know what you would do in that same situation. I just don't, I don't see why that was the reaction. And again, the twitch in the eye, I'm saying uh, there, maybe it wasn't anger, but there was something internal. And like you said, with his wife, I don't know. He was not. You think as he yeah. sat down, he was mad at Jada? He was He's like, like, I can't believe she just made me do no, that. No, I think the internal thing was, <laughs> like, is that enough? Do I have to do something right. else now? Is right. that enough? Am I going to hear this later? So maybe that was some pent-up stuff from the past. <laughs> by, the, by the way, yeah. I was trying to read up on their past. Oh, there's a lot. Wow, it's they're and, interesting. And that's why. Talk about, talk about a lot of drive. You know what's funny? I was actually, I was, uh, we had to do a little chore before the show, the SO and myself. She had to go pick okay. up a car. Did right? you have to go slap somebody for her? Uh, we've been making slapping jokes all day, though. Um, yes, you know what? Actually, it did get to that point. The, deal- the dealership uh, misplaced her keys for like 15 minutes, and they were like, where are the keys? So I just started slapping people. Okay, that's good. Actually, no. You know what? I got loud, and she slapped me to get me back that works. Back to normal. But I, I just, as I was reading up on their relationship and just how dramatic it is, and Will Smith had some autobiography, and it was like, you know, Jada cried once for 45 days. You know, we, we have these conversations and long walks, and I just, I showed it to the SO, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I don't know how people do this, but that doesn't sound like a happy existence to me. No. And if you're right, if the motivation was, "Hey, my partner is mad. Now I have to go put on a show and completely embarrass myself." And I don't know if he's going to derail his career, but he's got a lot of people thinking he's a complete ass. Sure. Um, I don't. That ain't worth it, man. Uh, well, yeah. But then there's other people I've seen. Uh, what's her name? Tiffany Haddish, who's a comedian, who's like, "Oh, I thought it was great." A lot of people are like, I thought it was romantic. 
And then well, we've isn't got she, whole, isn't she friends this, with Jada, though? Then we've, uh, well, I think people, I mean, I think a lot of comedians and New Yorkers are picking Chris Rock. And then, you know, if they're friends with Jada, they got to take her side. So. Although I, I know some comedians that have beef with Chris Rock and they, you know, there's some other, what was the there's beef? some stuff there. Well, it, there's one in particular I know that was very public about, about two years ago where he kind of attacked um, like a group of comedians at, a, at uh, one of the comedy clubs and one of the comedians went public and he's like, Really, bro? We're not real comedians? How about your writers? Are they real comedians? Like, oh, you use writers? Okay. Right. Like, so, the, so there's some of that. Like, there's a whole lot of different factions here at play. Well, I mean, the, the most ridiculous overreaction was Schlubby D, uh, Judd Apatow, who I, I've said before, I, I think his movies are crap. Sure. I, I think they're pandering. Um, and, but he's so pro-comedian, and he's in with Chris Rock, that he sends out this tweet, which he since deleted because he realized... Um, what an ass he looked like, but sure. he was talking about you know that smack. <laughs> he could have died. Yeah. Well, there, there's a there's actually a doctor that's um, I think using Please this stop. that's using this as hey, just so you know, it's a doctor that has treated many like brawl situations mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. people have been knocked out and then fallen on their head at a bar, yeah. right? And got knocked out. Was and there a bar of, stool there, or a bar, or a rock, or a curb? No, but floor. You could fall on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think that you know he's playing off that a little bit because there's a, a, a doctor who has kind of used this as going viral because they have treated, I think they said like seven uh, barroom brawl deaths where somebody got hit. Oh, we we then, had a guy here at Old O'Shea's yeah. who got. We, I think we've had a, a couple of fight punching deaths. Yeah, Judd Apatow, comedian, writer, more writer than comedian. Uh, he could have killed him. That's pure out of control rage and violence. Ooh. Oh, they've heard a million jokes about them in the last three decades. They're well, not freshmen in the world of Hollywood and comedy. He lost his mind. Um, and, and here's you reference some of their history, which has been very public the last you know year and a half, especially about some of their you know marital habits. Let's say, right? Um, they, they, well, they either now have an open marriage to cover for not having one, <laughs> right. or it's open. So, so, which I was that's always interesting too. And I thought that was one of the moments that was very real. And I think was overlooked in this entire scenario because I've broken this down like the Zapruder film, <laughs> as you could imagine. Where, Chris, and one of the things that I think is the most Chris Rock is not a great actor. We've seen him in some movies; he's not good. Um, that was a pure shock, and he obviously messed up the next line. He's like, "We're right. here to give out a documentary." Like, well, yeah. what? That's what I was thinking too. When, when people are like, "It was a work," I'm like, "Well, then he's a really good actor in in acting like he was." <laughs> Emotionally, well, like just devastated at that moment because he like, he didn't say anything clearly for the next like forty five. Well, seconds. He, he what he he real quickly goes, I could, and he's and I, like I think what he was gonna say is I could say so many things about your marriage right now. Right. He just goes I could, and he like stops himself and kind of like clenches his fist like, not gonna do it. Yeah. But I'm sure he was like, man, there's why would you do this? To a comedian who could just say so much stuff about your marriage mm-hmm. that he knows about. He's probably going to now. Maybe. Although he did decline to press charges. Right. Which I still think he should have. Should he take the high road? <laughs> no, why? Why? I mean, you'd, you'd be the butt of a lot of jokes by, like, pressing charges on that. Mm-hmm. But I I just, I think I would do it for the comedy. No, I meant the high road in, in moving forward with a stand-up. <laughs> Maybe only because if you were going to do it as a comedian who, you know, theoretically should be very quick on your feet, you should have just gone. You should have done it. You shouldn't have stopped yourself. Yeah. When you're like, I could say, 
and like, ah, I'm not going to do it. He should have just unloaded. That's a big right moment. Then. It's a big moment to show composure and to not flip out. I would have just, I would have loved some, some real, you know, in behind the uh, marriage jokes. Well, it's funny to me because in the end, Chris Rock looks better for all this. I think the way everything was handled, and if Will Smith would have just given him a dirty look, I think the outcome would have been like, oh, what a jerk he is up there making that joke. That's out of line. Will Smith handled it perfectly, and now instead we're on sports radio talking about this. So, something to think about. Well, it is bigger than just the Oscars. So this, as Adam started creeping down the path of, you know, people will throw out toxic masculinity driven by what? Toxic femininity? Toxic femininity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you, if you want your guy or, or your gal or your guy, whatever, whatever relationship, if you want them to protect you violently, then like, that's certainly a discussion I, I, we can have. And I know lots of people who would do stuff like that. I don't want to, I don't want to call the person. I'm sure some people know who it is because whatever, but I saw several people, including one, maybe in Las Vegas who tweeted out things like, and it's somewhat joking, but it's there. Yeah. Like, I'm changing my dating profile to the first question is, what would you do if somebody made fun of me at the Oscars? Like, okay. Like, that's what you want? What female could that be? Uh, it's a Las Vegan? I don't know. I'll think about it during the break. <laughs> It'd be a long list. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think you, you might not even know who it is. I might not. I might not. But yeah, this is a big topic. It's really, it is really interesting. There's so many layers to it, but that's why it crossed so many platforms. Right? Like we well, most people, the- most people are in relationships or have been in a relationship, and have been in situations where it's like, "Hey, why didn't you defend me?" And it doesn't even have to be violent. Like, just you know, if someone's insulted, just tell them, tell the deliverer of the insult, shut up. And I don't like, like I said, I don't even think it was her being mad at Chris Rock. I think it was her being mad at Will Smith for laughing too hard and then him that. having to double be like, oh, no, I laughed too hard. How can I make up for this? How how do I not hear about this later? Have we seen any like Chris, I, I mean, there's a million Chris Rock. Yeah, I know. There's a million Chris Rock, Will Smith memes. Sure. It's it's, it's actually kind of great. The Impractical Joker. And anyone out there is like, I'm already tired of it. Well, then up yours. OK, Stop. you're the same a-holes who were tired of Jordan crying. I'm not tired. Stop whatever, look, 15 years later. Stop looking at your phone. Yeah. By the way, I, I'm over crying, Jordan. Every once in a while, you get a good one. You're like, All right, well, there's not that many anymore. <laughs> it, it, it faded away, and other stuff. That this will take over. Sure. This will now overtake the guy, girl, guy staring back at girl. Oh, isn't the Spider Man, Spider Man, all yeah, all pointing <laughs> at each other? That's a good one. <laughs> but this, I mean, this has some great potential applications. Sure, like amazing. It, it, I mean, and, and, and by the way, it's going to take over completely for like two months. And then there'll be something else. Do you have That's a top, how social media works. Do you have a, a top sports situation slap that you'd like to see? Just an open hand slap. In spite of Apatow worrying that we're going to die from getting slapped. Oof. Oh, yeah. What do you got? McCrimmon on Flurry? That would be good. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you got one? Is it uh, in our office? I was actually. We've already had a slap in the building at some point. Right. Several. We haven't gotten that confirmed yet, but. And nothing. The first name that came to mind, honestly. You don't even have to do the slapping. Was Carl Malone. We're talking sports, right? (laughs) Carl Malone Malone gets gets slapped slapped by who? Anybody. Just someone slapped the crap out of that dude. That's all. Any underage girl? 
That works. Sure. Fair game. Just because we're kind of connected to it, I think it's mostly phony. But could we have could we have Mayor Libby Schaff of Oakland just slap Dave Cavill in the face? The A's president? Just that cut work. it out. That'd be a good slap. Just cut it out. Do it at the at the harbor in Oakland? Where they want the stadium done? God, I would love to I'd love to see Ron Rivera slap the the uh, Snyder dog. Snyder. Just like uh, do you guys remember Dr. D, David Schultz, the uh, wrestler who no. slapped John Stossel. No. Oh, he slapped him for real. I have seen the video. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, like what Chris Rock got last night is nothing. John Stossel, I think, had like his eardrum busted. He freaking and Schultz was like this six three two fifty guy, and and that's a, that was another one. You know, it's funny. Uh, Dangerous Danny, Danny, one of our Motex was like, uh, and I saw other people like, oh, Muhammad Ali worked with Will Smith, so that in a in a situation like this, he goes with an open hand, he trained him to box, and he goes with an open hand. You can the open hand is actually a little more because a, a slap is looked at oh, so as more, more insulting, but you can do a lot more. You can do a lot of damage. No, I think with, he was going for you get the he, you get the heel of the hand, the right spot. You can do a lot of damage yeah, with an open for, hand slap, and you're not risking breaking your freaking knuckles. He was going for disrespect over damage, though. And that was also a like he hit him very hard, but that's a movie set trained slap. The way he did it, for sure. And I'm not do saying you think Rock did Rock see it coming at all. Did he take any of the blow no, away did. by turning? He did. You think? As he's walking toward him, I think he's like, what is this dude going to do? And then as he started to like p- cock the the forehand, for, cock the open hand back, he's really do this. then he's like, he kind of he kind of braced for it. Oh, I watched super slow-mo. I don't think I've ever seen a punch when I got punched in the face. Like, I just got punched. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's your lack of training. You, you'd usually see him coming if you are a boxer. It's my lack of caring as well. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I've seen you, like, tap your face, like, come on and hit me, and then people have tried. Yeah. We always tell the story about uh, Adam trying to protect after a... Uh, no, I'm uh, referring more to the... Uh, oh, no, that was the bottle at the head? Yeah. 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 You were like, come on, hit me, and the guy instead grabbed a bottle. And well, he, del- he delayed for a couple of seconds. Almost hit the bartender instead of you. Got my hair. Yeah, sure. I had spiked hair, but I had a lot more hair back then. But it whizzed right across the hair. Yeah, those are bad situations when someone's coming up on you. That place has a lot of security now, by the way. Oh, that bar? Yeah. Because of us. I know. <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't think, believe me, that bar, that the security there ain't because of us. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota. Running like a Toyota. Hello, Twitter world. Is yours truly? Well, it's got a bit of, uh, you know, unfortunate news for us golfers. Uh, the Governor Sisolak has uh, just closed all the golf courses here in Nevada. It's Cofield and Company. You know, I thought the golfers were doing a pretty good job on the social distancing, you know, with the one cart and all of that. You know, this is a serious situation, and he's our elected official, and I think that's why we elected him, to make these difficult decisions. I mean, we got people raging over jokes. That That is from two years ago. We like to bring back stuff from past days. That was OJ. Very, very composed. We know he's not always capable of staying composed, allegedly. Um, but very composed when the golf courses were closing. Very composed. And we know OJ's got an inner something. I could... Trying to quote Chris Rock and make the jokes that I could make, but I'm not going to... I'm surprised you didn't put out a list of what jokes he could have made I mean, after he got slapped sure. and he held back. 
OJ also known for defending his wife? Because there was not only the slap, there was the sitting down. Just going to move on. Uh, There's the sitting down and then yelling, you know, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. So, yeah. Wasn't our whole thing off to the side where they trying to calm him down? Yeah, that was during the commercial. Break. Like Bradley Cooper and no, was, uh, Denzel well, Washington Denzel. and, and, and uh, Tyler Perry. Denzel and Tyler Perry were trying to calm him down, and then Will Smith was crying. Yeah, there's a lot more there. Of course, there is. Like you said, there's there's some rage that's been building up potentially for a while. Well, I'm sure they'll you know we'll get some sort of round table and we'll talk it out. <laughs> I'm but I'm here for it. I'm here I'll every year. I, I actually I think award shows. Should have that stuff happen all the time. So, man, not attacking the comedian, but just like you know, there's a lot of heat on the floor. Of course. Well, look at the. God, I, you know, I'm gonna make a really old reference. I think it was a 1975. I think it was a Grammys, and uh, there was a guy Charlie Rich, who, funny enough, cro- he was a country singer, but crossed over with like a really sappy, wimpy song to pop. But then he got all mad. You know, you know, every music era is like it's not really big, not real country, you're not real rap. This rock and roll is not like my old rock and roll. But yeah, 1975 Grammys, uh, Charlie Rich went in on all guys. John Denver. I don't think John Denver was there, but John Denver was like the nicest guy ever. And he was like a tiny little what, slight guy. What was Charlie Rich's crossover hit? Uh, Look it up. I was just, I was just, I don't know. Is that any relation to the big and rich? No, okay. no. I don't know anything about country music no. at all. That would be behind closed doors. For no, me. that's a good one. But I think it's like most beautiful woman in the world or something. But it was really sappy. Hmm. Well, he did one more than one song. Ari, you already looks up one song. Yeah, like, behind it? closed doors is pretty good. Quote: The single was Rich's first number one hit on country charts. Spent twenty weeks on yeah. his chart and he was said- also a crossover hit on the pop charts. Okay. The right. behind closed doors. It's called Charlie Rich song. While you're looking that up, go ahead, Adam. I don't remember. <laughs> Thanks for playing Traffic Cop with my random story of wanting John Denver to beat the ass out of Charlie Rich at the 75 no, Grammys. I'm, I'm going to say that the the award show where it'd be most likely to really escalate is the Golden Globes because they're allowed to drink. Yeah. They get and they sauce. just get all trashed out on the floor. I would love for somebody to go after someone. It almost happened, I think. I mean, Ricky Gervais just crushed all of them. And there were some angry people in that crowd. But you don't want comedians getting their ass kicked. No, I want the comedians to fight back. You want the comedian, when they don't get laughs or a scowl from someone, to go into the audience and, and go, you laugh at no, this. No, no, no. I, I want, no, no. I want them to fight back. I'm saying I wanted Chris Rock to go all in yeah. on, on Will and Jada's marriage. Yep. What I want is you know that when they're doing – and I've – listen, I'm, I am I do like almost nothing that's non-sports except for listening to like comedian podcasts all the time. And I hear all their behind-the-scenes stories. And I, talk, I hear them talk about writing on – award shows and stuff and how they have like a hundred jokes that they can't use because they're like too offensive or too over the top. Right. I want, really? You want to give me that scowl or you want to like threaten me in some way? Here's the jokes that they wouldn't let us tell on the, on the stage about That'd you. That'd be awesome. That's what, that's what I want. I'm team comedian. Most beautiful girl was the song. Same thing. Same as crossover. Kind of like close. a, you know, what's if I'd crossover. I'm known for my great research skills. So. <laughs> you found it. Keep you sure. on your feet. You found it. Sure. It was good. So, Dan, we left like 30 seconds to talk about the Blue Blood Final Four with Duke and North Carolina. I, that's too much. No, we got it. We're going to blow, we're gonna have to blow off a guest no, here. That's too much. <laughs> Already? It, just, it, deserves just five, it deserves five seconds. Just me mentioning it. Yes. How unbearable will Thursday and Friday be? Please, NFL, please come through with something. 
NBA, something. I had to catch our attention. I had pulled away from the freaking Duke North Carolina game. I had Coach every K. every plan in the world to fly to New Orleans on Saturday. Really? Yeah. There's no way I'm going. Why were you gonna go? I have zero interest. I I love New Orleans. I wanted to go. I you know obviously know a bunch of coaches. I want to go like kind of see them. Um, go hang out down there. Um, and long story. I have I have a friend who's a massive fan of one of the teams in the Final Four that I knew was gonna be in the Final Four, and I was like. Go. Go through some tough times. Be nice to go down, go down there, hang out with you, watch watch the games. But I have zero. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be anywhere near it. I don't want to be a part of this weekend. I don't want to watch the games. I have zero interest. Why? I'll be. It'll be the most interest I ever had in a game. But I'll have zero interest in it. That's a good point too. Doesn't mean you're not going to gamble on it or have exactly. some action exactly pending. Exactly. What do you hate more about it? The matchup itself, or that it's Coach K? That it, that it's it. I've wanted nothing more than to, to than Coach K to get embarrassingly em- eliminated from this tournament, and now if he does, it'll have to be another one of the obnoxious programs. Oh, Villanova is like they've become a little bit obnoxious from their winning. They're the most lovable of the group, no question. I mean, that's the one. You're like Jay Wright's cool. He was at UNLV. Seems like a good dude. Kind of like their program a little. I mean, I despise some of their. You love Colin Gillespie. I don't he's, mind. He's great. He works hard. I, I despise the Archidiakonos. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a fan of any of them. Uh so I don't like that they have one, but he doesn't play that much. He'll be he'll be pressed into a bigger role this time. Um I don't know how we just had this happen. It was a great tournament. Upsets all over the place. We're steaming along towards upheaval, and then you you know, you look up Sunday night, you're like, What wait, what? Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas. This sucks. And it's so <laughs> it's really obnoxious because what? there's as much as I love college basketball, there's so many people that don't care about college basketball that are now like, this is awesome. Like, no, it's not. Shut up. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. The Donoff right in the slot, and he scores! They tried to trade him away. He wouldn't leave, and he's just scored the biggest goal of the year for the goal. He gives no Fs, and that's why you love him. It's Dave Koken on Cofield and Company. Oh, Sean McDonough capturing the moment. They tried to trade him away, and he wouldn't leave. Daddy. Thanks, Daddy. Good job. Over the weekend, Knights feel like they still have life. We'll get to some hockey. we got some movie stuff to get into. He gives no Fs. Dave Koken is with Adam Hill, Steve Cofield. Dave, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing just fine. Uh, very much into baseball right now, watching games and uh, making some season bets on win props and looking forward to the real game starting. All right. You're not holding back with baseball starting late, huh? No. no, no. It's, uh, actually, it's, I kind of like it from a standpoint of giving me a little more time to get these, uh, uh, these teams in order, and, and I've got a lot of opinions so far, so we'll okay. see what happens. Uh, what sort of opinions are you talking about? You're looking at uh, what a team is for the season? Give me... Give me your strongest thought. I saw you tweet something earlier about Syndergaard and, and the Angels. What else you got? I, I like the Angels. Yeah. I, I think the, I think this is a, you know, look, they've, been, they've, they've disappointed several times. But if this roster can stay reasonably healthy, it's going to be a good team. Uh, the rotation looks solid. They've got a ton of offense. Uh, and uh, aside from Houston, I don't think there's a lot to like in the division. Seattle looks kind of ordinary. Texas is still in rebuild mode to be better than they were a year ago. Uh, and Oakland, I think, is probably going to be the worst team in the major leagues. 
And you're cool with the pitching staff, huh? Yeah. Um, the top two guys, look, Syndergaard obviously is a huge piece if he can stay healthy. And he looked really good today. Uh, he had command of all four pitches. And, you know, I, I, obviously I can't predict the future as far as his health goes, but if he's out there for 150 or so innings, that's not bad. Sandoval's a nice pitcher. Uh, I think uh, Suarez has figured things out. Um, the other lefty whose name is escaping me uh, in the fifth slot looks pretty good. I like the bullpen somewhat. And uh, this, this looks like a 90-win team to me that could make the playoffs. I think you were talking about Sandoval, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's the worst team, then, in that division? Oh, yeah, Oakland, the, Oakland by a They mile. sink all the way to the bottom? Oh, they're the worst team in the majors. If, if, if they don't lose 100 games, I'll be shocked. Really? That team stinks. They got nothing. Uh, they've got utility guys who are now starting. Um, I guess Cole Irvin's their best pitcher, which, <laughs> you know, he's a number four starter. Uh, the bullpen got shredded. Bob Melvin left for San Diego. They're, they're awful. I, 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 I think they're clearly the worst team in the majors this year. What do you think of what they did with the sell-off, potentially with a new stadium on the way? I, I don't, to be honest, I'm only, I'm only concerned about what they do this year. Uh, and I think they're going to suck beyond belief. And they're not going to spend any money. We know that. Right. So I, I think their chances of, uh, of doing anything but finishing last are remote. All right. Uh, give me another team that you've been impressed with so far coming out of the gates and what you've seen so far in the abbreviated spring. Uh, I like the Tigers. Uh, I, I like the additions they made in the offseason. Uh, Bard Hart's a plus at catcher. Baez, I mean, he can be erratic as hell, but he's clearly an upgraded shortstop. Uh, I think the young pitching staff is going to improve. Eduardo Rodriguez is a nice addition. Um, and I like the guy in the dugout. A.J. Hinch is a winner. And I thought he transformed the attitude last year. And they were not a terrible team last year. And I, I expect them to be a winning team this year. I think the Tigers can win 83, 84 games. Uh, maybe not make the playoffs, but be certainly respectable. And I bet them over the total. I think that's a good bet. Tigers are, yeah, 78 and a half. And the Angels are 83 and a half. So both right around that 500 mark. All right. Yeah, the, I think the Angels are going to get to 90 wins. Again, they have to stay Ooh. healthy, but... But, you know, they weren't terrible last year, and that was with Mike Trout out for three quarters of the season. Um, <laughs> I mean, now you've got Otani uh, paired with Syndergaard at the top of the rotation, and the next two guys look pretty good. Um, I, and from what I hear, this is a very focused clubhouse starting the season. I mean, they are expecting big things, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think the Angels might finally deliver on potential. What do you do with the Knights this week? It's a light week, supposedly easy games. What do you do coming off that Blackhawks victory? Um, I, I haven't really looked at their games this week, so I don't know if I can give you a comment on that. Back-to-backs back at Seattle, Wednesday and Friday. No. You know, maybe they can, maybe they can get lucky there, but they haven't played well on the road. Huh. And, the, uh, and Seattle's playing hard. I mean, nobody in the NHL mails it in. That's the one thing that maybe differentiates that sport from the others. Teams don't tank in the NHL. Uh, and the, uh, the Kraken are still out there battling every game. So I would guess the Knights maybe split up there. Dave, story of the day is uh, not exactly sports. It's uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith getting into it, and Will Smith defending his wife by smacking Chris Rock in the face up on the stage at the Oscars. 
Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you needed to get physical to defend your lady? No. Never? No. Do you know guys who've done that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, mostly uh, in situations where somebody was trying to pick up their wife yeah. or girlfriend, and uh, it didn't end well. Yeah, I heard a story. Uh, last time I was around my parents, I heard a story about my father doing that, and he just sat there and didn't say anything the whole time, and I was like, all right, that was true. The closest I ever came, I, I mean, and I wasn't really upset, uh, was uh, at one of our functions uh, at the Palms. Is that we right? We were doing the ESPN Man of the Year thing. Right. And uh, he wasn't at our event, but Justin Timberlake was in the building, and it was at the same bar <laughs> as Debbie. And, and De- That's Debbie, right. was, Debbie was a knockout, yeah. and, uh, and she still is, as far as I'm concerned, despite the fact she's now in her 50s. And... Uh, uh, he was uh, trying to make the moves, but uh, she wasn't particularly interested, so that worked out pretty well. That, that was that was a big ego boost. Justin Timberlake's trying to make the moves on my girl, and she's like, uh, I'm with him. You know. Did you give him a look? You ball up a fist? You were ready to I go? Didn't, I didn't know who he was. Somebody had oh. to tell me who he was. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just not up on that <laughs> stuff. I just thought it was a guy at the bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Dave Koken's with us. I, by the way, if you don't know who Justin Timberlake is, he would look like a real weirdo. You're like, who is this doofus with the curly, like, blonde hair? Who, who does he think he is? Like, if you don't know who he is, he looks like a clown. All right. Well, Dave didn't know who he was. <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the Final Four? Uh, this tournament turned out to be kind of crazy. We get we have all these upsets and ones going bye-bye, and yet we look up, and all of a sudden we've got all these named schools in the Final Four. <laughs> yeah, it turns out after all that, we got a blue blood Final Four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, North Carolina Duke's fascinating. Um, not just the basketball, for obvious other reasons. And I think Duke's going to beat him, uh, although I'm, I'm not really anxious to lay that kind of a number. But to be honest with you, I have not had any kind of a handle on this NCAA tournament. I did really well in the conference tournaments and gave it all back at the, at the big dance. I, so I probably won't even bother getting involved. I think my, my college basketball season's pretty much over. Dave, what's going on up at Wager Talk? Um. Putting out a lot of baseball content and getting set for that. And uh, we'll try and find spots in the NHL down the stretch. And uh, I'll see what other guys are doing in the NBA and maybe tail some hot guys. But uh, I don't have anything in the NBA myself. I, I have no idea what's going on in that league. Dave, we appreciate it. You have a good Monday, okay? Thanks, guys. Take there, care. There he is, Dave Koken. Wagertalk.com, wagertalk.com. Yeah, that was actually a, uh, a true story. Last time I was around my parents, my older brother was telling the story, I guess. When my parents were first married, like early, no, mid mid twenty year old, some something there, maybe maybe before they were married, but uh, I guess some family friend grabbed my mother, and uh, it didn't have the the fight didn't happen there. I think he went to the guy's house later on. Did he put his fingers in a slicer at the deli? I don't know. I don't know what he did. Yeah, there was a slicer around. <laughs> the, the guy's missing the some fingers, shot? but but yeah, you know when when they start telling a story like that, and then you know your father just sits there and he's just like, just kind of like man. He didn't. He didn't add anything the whole time. It was like a wry smile, and like, man, eh, these things happen. But that, I mean, that is a difference. Like that is embarrassing. You, where you're making, you're upset. That is kind of different than you don't have any. Like clearly, Will Smith didn't have any animosity. He was just like, oh god, I got to do this. Yeah, because the the telling of the story, my mother was like, "Do not go do something." Yeah, and in this right. case, you think Jada Pinkett? This just the look was, was like, like, "You better go do something." You best get up there. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. 
Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today.